We've got a question here about fatigue. Why do vegans, why do vegans feel so tired all the time? That's the question. Uh, I would say it wouldn't be vegans. It would be most people around the world in general. All right, a bit about me, my qualifications. I've been a vegan for 19 years, since April 2001. Now, in that time, I've learned a lot of things about human physiology. I've read so much medical literature, coached thousands of people, traveled the world with my bicycle, um, you know, tested out hormones and drugs, done so many blood tests, all of which I've done videos about full transparency and put my blood tests up online for everyone to critique. Now, I've talked with like, some of the best um, sports doctors in the world. What does a sports doctor mean? Someone who deals with you know, high-level pharmaceutical-assisted athletes. I've uh, talked with you know, many high-level athletes as well, world-class, famous names, which I don't name-drop because a lot of their conversations is in private and you know they've got sponsors and stuff like that, so I respect that and they respect that I understand that. And so the conversations continue you know, um, so we don't drop names on that aspect, and I get it, you know, um, you know, it, it is so funny when it's, <laughs> but I don't know where to stay, but I can talk for hours on this, on this topic, it, the average person, I lose the average person, as soon as I wear a funny hat, or do a video in my bedroom, just as soon as you do real content, you lose a lot of people who are used to fake, shiny, silver tongue. Americans, Australians, Brits, or whatever. You know, they're just, they're used to the sales hype. And when you give them truth and reality with no jump cuts and no fancy lighting, just raw, they're like, they don't know how to identify the truth. It's like they, they walk through a market that's had durian in it and they've never seen the durian before. And then one day they learn about durian and then they all of a sudden they see it and go, wow, how long have you had durian for? To the, the, the Chinese lady who runs the store and she's like, I've had it for the last 20 years here. Well, I've never seen it before. You know? It's just, you know, we, and I'm the same. You know, I remember people telling me the truth back in the day, and I'd be like, I don't know how to process this. Oh, this is the first time I've ever heard this. You know, my ego doesn't like it. Um, my self-identity doesn't like it. So it just comes down to giving people the truth. It's going to help you, right? So you might get lost in how this is just raw, real, you know, what's he wearing this funny hats? I like to troll a little bit, have a bit of fun. Last bit, having fun, man. If you're not having fun, you're missing out. You could be dead today, you know, you could be dead tomorrow. Why take things so seriously, right? Be serious about doing your best. Be serious about getting the best information, heading in the right direction. But don't be serious about judging yourself and like looking all, you know, like people just like overanalyze themselves, don't they? They never really have a quality life. They take things super personal, you know, they jump cut through life versus just raw, raw. They hide behind, we hide behind scripts and jump cuts and fancy stuff. There's a time and place for that in Hollywood. But in terms of real life, man, that, that leads you to depression. Let's talk about the question, Duranoto. We're three minutes in. Why are vegans so fatigued? It's a bit of a clickbait title. Um, but it isn't clickbait as well, you know? I would say these days, a lot of vegans are very tired. You know, I see it a lot. You see, there's a, a girl recently called uh, Lonnie Jane. And again, no hate, just sharing comments and criticisms here. I met her a few years ago. And I was like, wow, you look nothing like, you know, your photos on Instagram. You know, good or bad, just is what it is. Like, Freely was there. She's like, that's Lonnie Jane. And I was like, no way. And I'm like, wow, she's a master at the angles. And she came up and had a bit of chat. And I, was, and I was just like, wow. Like, people don't look like how they look like, you know, 
on Instagram. And that's that's just marketing. Yeah, it's fine. But anyway, so she, uh, Lonnie quit veganism um, a few years ago. A few years ago, she stopped being a vegan. We've got mutual friends in the Gold Coast. And that's that's personal choice. But, um, you know, why do people do this? You know, and this isn't me going, oh, this person's not vegan anymore. And, 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 it's not that low. It's just, I like to look at the, the like a, a vegan crash investigations unit. You know, we've, we've got someone who's crashed. And I'm like, instead of just judging him, going, oh, blah, blah, blah. We're like, okay, so what did you do the moments before you crashed? Oh, wow, you thought sugar was really bad for you. Oh, wow, you limited your fruit quality. Oh, wow, you limited your starch quality. Oh, yeah, okay, got it. Oh, you were using caffeine, or you, maybe you took a prescription medication like Ritalin or Adderall or you know, dextroamphetamine and stuff like that. That you know, It's not a street drug, and you thought, oh, well, this is safe because it's pharmaceutical, and you just took way too much and too long and no breaks, and you went, you know? Or you had stresses with your kids or your partner or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or what, you know, things just happen, and then it cracks you down, and then you just blame you know, veganism. So I like to look at these things from a holistic approach, objective approach. What does objective mean? Objective is this container is made from plastic. Right? Uh, subjective, vague, is this is some sort of container made from something, some sort of hard material, soft, flexy material. Objective, this is plastic, you know, thermoplastic, whatever you want to call it. Subjective is like, just got a container. Subjective is, I was vegan. Objective is, like, I was vegan. I was eating 600 grams of carbs a day from fruits, sugars, added sugars, and starches. You know, that's objective. But So when we get objective and look at these people's diets, we go, oh, wow, you, you, you were deficient in sucrose. You know, you were deficient in sucrose. And people, you know, when you say that, people just, like, oh, turn off, this guy's crazy, whatever. You know, they don't understand that sucrose is the most important nutrient for humans for hawk moths, for hummingbirds, for chimpanzees, for bonobo chimps as well. Sucrose is the most important nutrient for all of us. <clears throat> so, you know, it's like having water when you're talking a like, lot. You just need water. I'm not dehydrated, but, you know, my mouth, you talk a lot, you need more water to moisturize it. My urine's clear, I'm hydrated blood volume-wise, but your mouth can dry out. So it's like, people don't understand these little things, and they just like, they get up, they go off the proverbial cliff and blame stuff that doesn't even have anything to do with it, you know. So that's why I'm so successful at what I do, because I like to look at the details and understand the simple things is what really makes or breaks the bank. And so if you've got someone like Lonnie Jane, who, you know, is feeling carbohydrate and having these small bowls of fruit and having you know a watermelon with a spoon in it, it looks great. If I just show you some, show, show you show your rack, put watermelon there, it's like boom, Daily Mail clickbait material, and it just poof, launches you right up, and that's fantastic. You know, I I, I was on the Instagram list of sold photos; they work, they will always work. But if your meal is just watermelon, that's fantastic from a vitamin C perspective, but it's very deficient in sugars. You know, you won't you won't if you're a mother and you have no watermelon meal. That's great snack. It's not a meal, you know. Hopefully, later in the day, lunchtime or brunch, you get enough sucrose calories in. Otherwise, you're gonna be you're gonna be flailing, you're moody, you're gonna be fatigued. Real fatigue. What is real fatigue? Real fatigue is, you know, for me, real fatigue is if someone's favorite Hollywood actor or actress came to town and said, "Hey." I need a tour guide for the day. Can you just show me around town? 
can you just drive me around town? Actually, we're gonna, we're, I've got to get fit for this, you know. I've got to ride a bike around town. Can we just ride bikes around town and show me what's, the, what, you know, just show me the set. And you're like, oh my gosh, George Clooney's coming in there, you know. Natasha is coming into town. Like, whoever's coming into town, you're just like, oh, you know. And you, but you go, oh, I'm just too tired. I can't get out of bed. You know, that's fatigue. That's fatigue, all right? That's fatigue. That's real fatigue. Being bored with life, that's like boredom fatigue. That's a big difference. For me, fatigue is I can't do what I normally could do. You know, let's say I can I can go run a. Let's not use running example because running's based on your your, your fitness of your legs conditioning. Let's use cycling. All right, cycling can jump on my bike any day of the year and go and ride two hundred k's with no stims any day of the year. You know, let's turn it up. I could ride four hundred k's, barring no injuries. I could ride 400k any day of the year. Now, if I couldn't do that 400k any day of the year, you know, for like, let's say, let's put some money on it, like 10 grand, you know, if I physically couldn't do it, then I know I'm really fatigued, you know, I'm really fatigued. So if you can't do what you normally could do, that's genuine fatigue. Right? It's not like psychological, like I'm bored, like, yeah, it's not important to me anymore, you know, like I don't care about that anymore. That's normal adulthood in life, you know, it's like, People stand in line for an iPhone 6. Back in 2014, they sleep there for two days. Now iPhone 6 is worth 100 bucks. You, know, you think anyone's gonna sleep? You know, that's, that's not fatigue, that's just like the value, a perceived value of a good is down. So if your perceived value of a relationship or your job or whatever is down, you experience fatigue from that. So there's a big difference between real fatigue, physiological fatigue in the cell, at a cellular level versus emotional fatigue. I'm just over this, this is boring. Like. I'm not that interested in this anymore. So there's a big difference there. And also cellular fatigue can also make you not care about things you normally should be caring about, like your family, your relationships, your health, your fitness, and things like that. Because then all of a sudden your cells are going, well, we don't have energy. We don't have enough carbohydrate, enough sucrose for anything really. So let's just drop it right back and do nothing. You know, do the very, very minimal. Uh, so that's why sucrose is the most important thing. Like, okay, we had a, a I'm gonna shut this door because we had a nude Natasha walk past accidentally. And that's not going to be appropriate. So, uh, so sucrose in nature, you would get so much fruit. Like it would be insane the amount of fruit in nature. Not not nature today, but nature. You know, if if humans were frugivores by design, we would have had the, the sweetest fruit. You know, would have been like hybridized by nature. But I mean, the sweetest mangoes get eaten, the seeds the seeds get spread and planted, and we just have these orchards all around the world. You know, just as we have pollinating bats spread their sweet nectars flowers all around their area because the fruit that has the most nectar the most sucrose the bats and the bees and all the animals and birds come to that and it just spreads and proliferates around so when you take an ant let's say you get rid of a hummingbird or a bat then all of a sudden those pollinated plants that need those pollinators die they just see you later boom boom bye bye so then you walk into a field goal oh, there's no sugar here but there, there should have been but the animals got taken away you know so if we're or they change their diet so if humans change their diet from fruits and starches and stuff like that to, you know, growing cane, which is fine, but then, you know, like it's, we're not eating a natural desire by skipping fruit, you know, we're having a burger with ketchup for the sweetness, you know. And so then you have these people having like massive amounts of fat every week and wondering why they're just getting obese and hormone issues and depression and performance, you know, all these things going on. Too much fat in the diet. And then you put these people on a low-fat diet. Um, stay on your caffeine. Like if you're on caffeine, 
your caffeine drugs, your Ritalins, your Adderall, stay on those prescription recreational drugs. Like, don't just go off everything and go, I feel tired. That's your body saying, yeah, you need to catch up on some cellular rest. Right? So if you're doing your drugs, stay on the drugs. Don't, like, change your diet and your drug routine. Like, then that's, you change it too much. Just stay on your drugs and you will find that work better or you, or you need less and eat your high-carb during a protocol, right? So, and then eventually over time, wean yourself off the drugs. So don't just like, poof, crash, crash in a heap. Which you can do if you're emotionally ready for that. You know, your lifestyle suits that. Maybe you don't have a job that you're bored as heck in the office with or whatever. So you don't, you know, most people need coffee to make the calls they don't want to make. It's like, and it's just easy. You drink a coffee or take your pill and you can just talk on the phone hours for that boring crap. You know, for most people, they can do that. Um, I can't do all that either, you know, natty or enhanced, <laughs> I just can't, that's just me, and ADD, um, so yeah, that's, fatigue is, is very, very, uh, you know, vague, it's a vague description, now you could be in a, let's say, let's use professional athletes as an example, you know, all the best training, the best pharmaceutical support, the best products, every, you know, everything, the desire to win for fame, money, glory, and they start living a marathon, and then they start to get cellular fatigue by not enough water or sugars, and or, and they go from first place to second place or tenth place. They want to win. The desire to win is there. They're running for their life, literally. But their cellular fatigue means they the performance drops, and then someone else comes past for the win, for the cash. So that's fatigue. That's true fatigue right there. And what will happen from that? Sugar. Sugar and water. They will lead in the race. For the first 35k and the sugar runs out and it's like bye 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 that's fatigue as well that's genuine fatigue you know super high stimulus environment super high blood volume all the pharmaceutical assistance everything dialed up but they simply ran out of sucrose they ran out of sucrose or got low in sucrose levels in their blood it's glucose glycogen bye bye performance bye bye say goodbye performance bye bye performance bye bye mood and that's the deal. And touch the outside mood. You know, that's the deal. Um, have we seen a mirror? No, that's okay. Blocking the mirror. I'm going to see your age restricted. Um, so, yeah, incidental nudity happens in this carb household. If you want to minimize fatigue, go to bed 8, 9 p.m. Uh, that's just like game changer. You know, cellular fatigue, I should say. If you want to minimize cellular fatigue, go to bed at 8, 9 p.m. Oh, I can't do that. That's a super lifestyle. I'm just saying. I'm just saying if you want the best, all right? I give people the best advice. Whether What do you do with it or tweak it or go to bed at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. or whatever. Just your call. I'm saying 8, 9 p.m. That's what we're designed for. Go to bed in the sun. Equatorial areas we're designed for living in. Humid areas, best for the skin. We're designed. We're not designed to live in Minnesota. We're not designed to live in Greenland. We're not designed to live in Tasmania. You know, we live in these places, but don't thrive in them compared to if we lived in more tropical, subtropical climates. I mean, look, my skin, whether I'm in Thailand or even far north Queensland, or you know, is much better than yeah, here in Adelaide, South Australia. I love Adelaide, though. You know, so I'm just saying that in these harsh winters people have, it's not healthy. It's not healthy at all. I mean, you can survive there, but you won't thrive there. You just won't thrive there. You won't. Seasonal affective disorder is real for many, many people. And so then nutrition, make sure you're getting you know, at least you know, 10 grams of carbs per day per body weight per kilo. So if you're 
50 kilos, that's you know, half a kilo of carbs per day. And if you're 100 kilos, 220 pounds, that's about a kilo or 2.2 pounds of carbs per day from fruit. Very important to get your fruit for your, yeah, for fruit factor. The X factor in fruit is very important. And then you want to have your sucrose, table sugar, white table sugar, pour it in there on your smoothies on top fruit. Ramp up the glycogen retention. The glycogen petitioning is making you want to feel better. And then you want to have your starches for that. Starch X factor. There's X factor in rice. I don't know what it is. White rice. You know, drink water beforehand so you're really hydrated. White rice has an X factor at night time. It increases the sexual activity, the productivity next day of men and women. You know, I find women almost immediately have a sexual drive, testosterone increase in white rice. Some men as well sometimes, but women definitely. There's something about white rice that gets women frisky. There's just there's something that's an X factor. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I just observed it in my girlfriends and girls over the years, you know. It's observational there. And um, you know, you're not gonna get studies like this, you know. No one's gonna who's gonna study that? Like who's gonna fund that? Like it's too politically incorrect. So yeah, that's the the fruit, the sugar, the starch is so important for every day to minimize fatigue. Water as well, let's go water. You drink it half a litre of water in the morning, get up, boom, a couple cups of water, half a litre to a litre, and then, uh, you know, you're going to notice you become a morning person all of a sudden, you know, you don't need your coffee to wake up, you're like, where's my, when I wake up, I'm like, all right, where's my water, that's how I wake up, I don't wake up to coffee, I wake up to water, I don't wake up to Ritalin or Adderall or whatever, I wake up to water, and then I have a piece of fruit after that, like an orange or something, just to get some sugars in the brain there, kickstart the metabolism, never ever go fasted, all you're doing is you're slowing your thyroid down. And that's, then we've got hormonal fatigue, which we'll get to. So get your carbs in, get your sleep, get your water, drink water. So you're peeing clear every two or three hours. If your urine is yellow or straw or scanty, little, little trickle, ding, 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 have another half a litre of water or to a litre. You don't need to drink more than one litre per hour, okay? There's no real need for that in terms of, you know, ability to process the water or something. You know, more than one litre per hour, I would say, you know, in 99% of cases would be excessive, you know, excessive, you have a risk there of just sort of like diluting your, your electrolytes a bit too much, you know. So keep under a litre an hour, you're good to go. Um, you know, you, you have such incredible heat tolerance as well. Under a litre an hour, your heat tolerance is just like, man. That's how I rode across Australia in 2006. It was one of the hottest summers ever. I rode across Australia from Byron Bay to Adelaide, December 2006, on a mountain bike, solo, unsupported, and some days were like 43 degrees all day. I was riding for the the whole whole middle of the day. You know, it was insane. I had like full on like long sleeve shirt, just full sun protection, just water, water, water. And people, I remember pull up to a, a rest stop a few times, and there was some grey nomads there, and uh, and some also some younger people. And I remember one time this, this couple of great nomads saw me pull in, saw me, and just looked at each other, and like this guy's crazy. We don't want to be in the middle of the desert with this dude on a bicycle on a foot. Like, where's he come from? This is weird. And they literally looked at each other, packed up all their stuff in a, in a hurry, and drove off. And I was just like, hey, and I was just like, what? Yeah. And they were scared of me. It was that hot. And then the other people would be like, dude, look, where, where have you ridden from? Like, what? 
Some other people were amazed. They're like, dude, you're crazy. This is dangerous. It's so hot. So some people were scared of me because like, this can't be real. This is what, whatever's going on. We can't process this. Let's, you know, fear the unknown. Get out of here. <laughs> I'd probably do look like a crazy person as well, man. And the other, other people go, wow, this is, is your, you're crazy, dude. This is epic. You know? How do you stay hydrated on such a hot day? Just drinking the water. I was carrying like, you know, on a hot day like that, you couldn't really carry much water because it gets so hot so quick. So I'm just like, whatever I could drink, just drink, drink, drink. Like, neck out, liter and a half bottle of water and then, uh, and go. And that day I was eating, you know, uh, that was all fruits, sultanas, and I was, yeah, I was smashing the water, in, and it felt amazing to be peeing every two or three hours on such a hot day, and just being the boss of the day, with no caffeine, no drugs, nothing in my system, full natty bra, and just crushing it, man, crushing it, it was, wow, talk about detoxification, talk about euphoria, that's crazy, man, um, fond memories, versus being dehydrated, and hating life and scarring your kidneys like people do dry fasts and damage their kidneys you know what I mean? and I've had people die from that so never ever don't drink water that's just stupid unless you may be doing some sort of surgery the day before yeah I get it but in normal 99% situations never not drink enough water alright don't go you shouldn't go hours without water even at bedtime I have a plastic a bottle plastic bottle so it's not glass you know roll over and smash it slice yourself to death Plastic bottle and sip, wake up, sip of water. My mouth's always moist. It's good for kissing, it's good for sexual activities, it's good for just feeling better, good for digestion, okay? Flat stomach, drink a little water before you go to bed, boom. Go pee, flush out, excess fluid retention. Yeah, aldosterone levels get enhanced with sufficient water. Enough water, okay? So, simple as that, what was that notification? Wow, crazy. Um, There you go, so that's how to, you know, take care of fatigue people generally just go and have more drugs more stimulants and just dig themselves in a bigger hole you know like Natasha was tired yesterday so she just laid down more and in the evening she was like full 10 out of 10 stimulants full full gas you know so get the rest don't have more stims if you I, I've, I use stims occasionally but never if I'm tired you know I should I should do an asterisk there I have used stims before when I'm tired, um, but it's, I could probably count on in my life, in my last 20 years, five times, okay, so that's the general rule I have is I, um, even in 24 hour races, you know, I have a nap, I have a nap before I take any, any stimulants, just to look after yourself, like a 10 minute nap, just close your eyes, you know, and then just look after your health, man, like respect your body, and then if you have your steam, you'll work so much better and you'll need less. And then next day, your recovery will be better. Like, just, if you're tired, people, have a little nap. Have some water, have some carbohydrates, and have a little nap. Yeah? Look after yourself like that. Otherwise, you're just, uh, you're damaging yourself. You don't have respect for your health. Otherwise, uh, you, know, you only have one body. Imagine if you only had one phone. Imagine if people only had one phone, how they would just, like, protect it. <laughs> So yeah, look after your health, and that's the best investment, man. Nothing else matters, really. Um, so that's fatigue. That's fatigue from someone who was so fatigued as a kid, you know, I couldn't go and play sport I wanted to play because I was just too tired. Yeah, not enough carbs. Not enough carbs, man. Simple as that. And not enough water. And you can't sleep properly, so your recovery's out. That's why you find that my girlfriends, when they live with me, you know, their performance just 
becomes insane. It becomes insane what they can do. Now, the exception would be Natasha because she's been following my advice the last five years, so her performance has always been you know, really good. But someone like, um, you know, let's, let's use examples of women who've lived with me. Let's use you know, Freely. I remember going for a run with Freely in 2007, and I was like, you know, we went for a run down at, you know, at Coogee Beach around there, and she was so slow, you know. And I wasn't that fast either back then. I was way faster. I'm way faster now, but, you know, back then I was just like, oh, this is embarrassing running so slow. I felt like, you know, like, oh, like, how you how are you a personal trainer and you're so unfit, you know? It wasn't because she was lazy, just because she had the wrong direction. And then, and then eventually Freddie got her running time, her 5K down, like road, not on the treadmill, which is cheating, on the road, she got a 5K time multiple times under 20 minutes on a, a certified course, which is impressive for someone who didn't run that much and who's you know, in mid-30s. That's impressive. Sub-20 sub is impressive. And um, it just and on the bike as well, just like, you know, doing really fast times like climbs for someone who's never ever raced on a bike in, in terms of traditional racing. So it's fan And wasn't, who wasn't a cardio athlete beforehand. Like, really wasn't a cardio athlete. She was just like a, a little gym rat, you know, doing keto diet and just destroying her health, taking pills and stuff, you know, which she's transparent about back in the day. This is like back in, you know, pre-2007. So, and then you have uh, Tori. I remember Tori the first time um, went up Mount Lofty with her hiking and she was just like so slow, so slow. And I'm like, how can a young girl, she was like 20 at the time, I think, you know, and had a background in fitness, like rowing and stuff. And I'm like, how can someone, you know, go to a private school, have all these trainers and be so unfit? It's not enough sucrose. Not enough sucrose. And I remember getting her um, a juice on top of Mount Lofty. Yeah, because she was drinking a, a sugar-free Powerade, I'm pretty sure it was. And I was like, what's that? I said, you, you got the wrong one. She goes, no, I like this one. I said, it's got no sugar in it. Like, how, how are you meant to like, live with that sucrose? And so I got a, 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 a drink, mango fruit drink. I put white sugar in there as well, extra sugar in there. And she drank that. I said, so watch this. She'll, she'll lay down even more, and she fell asleep, and we were talking and that, and then, and then she came alive afterwards, you know, so her body fell asleep to restore and recover, you know, nutritionally, cellularly, and then she's, she pecked up, and, and then her fitness was like, fuck, man, she, she cranked it, within six months, she was like, national level, Australian national level, based on the power data, we use power, these power meters, uh, to test all these things, so very objective data there, just cranking it, you know, just smashing, and then some of the best times ever, She's not as fit as she was back in 2018, like her best times were back then. Now she has much more bike handling skills, doing great there. But again, you got back on the coffee wagon, you know, and then that's your recovery. Your recovery is just bye-bye. If you're having coffee every day, it's like recovery, bye-bye. Fitness, bye-bye. You, you, you just, you won't, you'll never ever pick, you know, um, like you will when you're natty without the stims or very rarely stims, you'll have a much better fitness level. Because you can sleep properly. You can sleep properly. If you stims every day, you can't sleep properly. So you'll never ever reach your your, your your natty status potential. So stims are fantastic in certain situations, but also will kill your fitness if you use them daily. They just will. You can't use stims daily and uh, be your best natural self. If you're going to use stims daily, then you need to use hormones as well because stims will crush your hormones. They'll crush your cortisols and your, your hormones, your testosterone especially, eventually. And, uh, you know, or they'll spike your cortisol, which can crush your testosterone. It's just, 
you really got to respect Stimps. Um, Satori did really, really well. Uh, best times on Strava there, 2018. Best times. Um, you know, on fitness climbs as well, climbs that didn't involve drafting. Like, drafted times, you can be faster because you can hold the wheel better and you get that advantage by talking like power. Like, power hasn't gone up. Power's actually gone down despite training going up. Okay, so if your training's going up and your power's going down, you're doing too many, too much caffeine, etc., or not enough carbohydrate. But uh, so yeah, just just real life examples like that. And I share these people. There's been other people, but they're not on social media, so it wouldn't be really fair to use them. You know, I'm not everyone. No, everyone's on social media. You're not everyone wants to be like you know, having fame and stuff like that. So there's thousands of people I've coached out there for some amazing stories, which I do share, but I don't share their 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 face or whatever because they're not on social media or. Maybe they're on social media, but they're very you know, low-key profile. They don't want any questions or haters or trolls or stalkers or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, so we, we leave those people out. But, yeah, it's, yeah, man, like, I, I just, it pains me to see people doing things for their parents or their workmates or their peer group or whatever. And it's like, do what you want to do, you know what I mean? Like, but if you limit your sleep water sugar, your life quality suffers, man. Your life quality suffers, and this, for me, the most important thing is life quality. You know, it's uh, having that participation in my daily reality is very, very important, and that, that's that's based on sugar, man. That's based on sucrose. Like we're hummingbirds. Not really, we're humans, but you know, we're <laughs> almost there. Humming human. Girls like it when you hum. It's hummingbirds, man. You know, they are like the little pocket rockets. Bees as well. Bees are living on sucrose, so. Ants, you know, if you have that sucrose in your life more, you, your life quality goes up. And so your fatigue may also go up because now you're like questioning things. Like, you're like, oh man, like this job sucks. You know, I can't do this anymore. Or you look at your partner who's like nagging and got no going nowhere in life, has got no drive, and it's just like, and you look at them, and you're like, I've got fatigue now. I'm not attracted to you as I was back in the day. You know, when I was scared to be alone. I'm not uh, the attraction. And so then you have fatigue, you have relationship fatigue. Right? So again, this is things people don't talk about. They don't talk about. So, you know, so is it cellular fatigue? Where you want to perform for your partner or you want to perform for your job because you really love it, but you can't because you don't have enough sleep or sugar? Or is it, you know, emotional fatigue where you're just over this because you don't see the value in it anymore? You know? I used to walk into a bike shop 10 years ago and see an S-Work that say, use an example everyone knows, like a specialized S-Works tarmac. And I was like, wow, the SL3, oh, it's so light, it's amazing. And now and now I walk into a bike shop, and I had that bike, now, fantastic. And now I walk into a bike shop, and you see like an SL7 with disc brakes and the insane price tag, and it's heavier. And you're like, oh, well, you know, that, that, that drive to have a bike like that, or that bike, is like zero, you know? Other than to chop it open and show what's inside. So that's a fatigue there, you know. So it depends how you measure your fatigue. Just like you, you lose the drive for something. Right? So why are you losing drive for something? Is it you don't want to lose the drive, but you just can't do anything about it because of your sleep water sugar, which is affecting your hormones, your cortisol, your testosterone, your thyroid. So now you can't do what you want to, you know, what you really want to do. That element, or is that you've enhanced your sleep water sugar, you've enhanced your hormones, and now all of a sudden these things that used to mean so much to you create immense fatigue because you're like, I'm just 
over it, man. I can't do it anymore. You know, I can't do it anymore. This is so fake. This is not who I am. Okay? Those two differences are huge. They're huge. I remember last little, little story. I had a friend in a pro cycling team. He uh, went to his training camp and he was flying. He's putting out good numbers and stuff like that. And he came home and after two weeks, his performance was going down. You know, he said, oh, it's not like, just don't feel as energized as I did. And I'm like, dude, you're at a training camp with a brand new team, you know, and you had that pressure to perform. And now you're at home by yourself. You've had all this stimulation just removed from you, you know? Like, could a rock star who has to sting without miming give their best performance in a closed room or with a crowd of 50,000 people cheering? You know what I mean? Like, so the expectation of your peer group raises you up. Okay, good or bad, good or bad. And so he's like, oh, I never thought about it like that. You know, this is a really experienced writer. So it's easy to, uh, you know, start to make things in our head that aren't really there. Oh, I'm tired. I'm tired. Like tired from what? Cellular tired? Or tired because you're just not into this anymore? Okay, so ask those questions. Dig down the rabbit hole. It's not about being analysis to paralysis, but it's like, you know, just understanding what's going to like. For me, the desire to race my bike, you know, with a hundred other riders flying down hills, I have fatigue for that. Like, I have zero desire for that because I understand the risks and the dangers being in the middle of the pack, no control, someone crashes in front of you, you're all going down. You know, like, I've got zero desire to do that. Don't need to do that. Don't want to do that. So for me to be in that situation, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to the side, the, the peloton, the back of the peloton, or the front. I'm like, I want to be in the middle. <laughs> you know, I want to be the meat and the sandwich getting squashed. And, uh, you know, so that's, but back in the day, I loved that, man. But then I've seen a few crashes and broken legs. I'm like, I don't want that. I'm going to the side, back, front, whatever. Don't want to be in the middle, in the crash zone. So, you know, again, you got me to work in a job as an accountant or let's say, what, what was the job I used to do back in the day that I really liked? Um, bike shop. Man, I love working in the bike shop. Loved it. Loved it so much, I would forget to eat sometimes because I was just so into it. Um, you know, or I'd, I loved my bike shop job so much and the running store job so much that I wouldn't even have lunch breaks. I'd just like have snacks out the back, just get a mouthful of food, go back out there. You know? And I sold so much products, I just really enjoyed it. But now I couldn't work. In a uh, in a bike shop, really, because uh, I don't know technology. I don't I don't back. I don't believe in. And it would cause conflict for other people who worked there or whatever. So I do my own stuff online. That really works well. So I'd have massive fatigue working in the bike shop because someone would come in and buy a bike. And I'm like, oh, this bike's wrong for you. But I couldn't really say that, or I could say that. And they'd be like, what? And then it's like, oh man, like you know. So there's there's those levels of fatigue. So some people just go around this job. I'm just punching numbers for someone, for a business I'm not passionate about, for a corporation I don't like, the ethics of, oh, I hate doing this job. Stop. Collect cans. Do something different, man. Collect cans. Get on welfare. Whatever. Get on OnlyFans. Or do something that you enjoy. Or enjoy more than what you're doing now. Otherwise, it's like, what's your life about? But again, people don't want to question it that deep. People just want to like, pop a pill, buy the new phone. Hey guys, like, share, subscribe. <laughs> it's what it is but yeah this is uh, this channel here is about educating people
with the stuff that will change your life if you wanted to, if you put it to practice and analyze, you know, these ex-vegans coming out, don't blame them, man. Look at how much sugar phobia is out there. Well, don't eat white rice. Don't eat white rice. You know, some girl on Instagram the other day was saying, don't eat white rice. She's typing that while she's at the coffee shop waiting in line. The next shot was her, you know, waiting in line at Starbucks or whatever for a coffee. And she looked tired as heck. She's only young. It's like, and she's a vegan influencer in her little area. Like, no wonder vegans are fatigued. <laughs> and then you're the sugar phobia, you know? And then you look at my festival in Thailand and you have all these people riding up mountains that have never done it in their life before. Never been up a mountain and they do it on the first day, first go. Like, that's what we're talking about. So you can do the Durant Rider Protocol, get transformations, or you can stay in eating disorder worlds, yo-yoing, emotional roller coasters, blah, 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 you know? And a lot of people with eating disorders come over to the vegan. I had so many people with eating disorders come to my event, you know, in Thailand there, free event. And I get it, you know, they wanted to be slim and you know, end it and stuff like that. And, and a lot of people did, a lot of people did. Some people don't know, they don't. And they just stay with eating disorder and it disrupts their relationships themselves, which carries them to other people. And it's just like, just have unrealistic expectations for themselves, trying to be ripped all year long or whatever. And they're dehydrated and undercard and hangry and creating drama. <laughs> it's like, oh man. So this is, you know, I've learned a lot in the last uh, last 24 years of coaching people from all different types, you know, all around the world. And uh, this stuff works, man. It works. You just got to put it to work and it will work for you. Peace. Car park food reviews. It's got some, sitting some pizza hut over here, Natasha. Show us what the deal is here. This is the, the Pizza Hut. Vegan wings. Vegan wings. Pizza Hut Australia. And uh, Wing Street. What do you think you've, you've... What sauce is that? Peri Peri? Yeah, it's Peri Peri. It's a little bit spicy, but not too bad. Maybe you'll want to want yeah. a bit of the sauce off. Yeah. This little bite. Are they, how, what's, the fat con, what's the fat content? Hot as in temperature or spice? I'm how does it feel like fat-wise, you reckon? Much fatter? Yeah. Yeah, so if you've got diabetes, insulin resistance, don't eat them. then this fat will be bad for that. All right? If you don't have insulin issues, insulin resistance, then this will be okay now and then. But beware that fat causes insulin resistance, all right? Whether it's plant fat, animal fat, it causes insulin resistance. So They're keep these. For, these will be only for lean people who don't have any insulin resistance issues otherwise good to see you uh, pizza australia they have a good texture very yeah. uh, meaty i'm gonna try one try one try one oh they fall apart they're sort of soft i'm trying one of these they're pretty good they're spicy yeah well not bad pretty good definitely good sauce is a bit spicy for me natasha likes the spicy um so i give them a 10 out of 10 they're very tasty but you can see the fat residue there the oil oil is fat fat is oil so that oil of any kind any fat of any kind nut animal plant it causes insulin resistance all right oil coach insulin receptor so for us we're at we're active we're not lazy if you're sedentary then you do want to be careful with your fat intake because it will cause insulin resistance all right so any fat you eat is the fat you wear and it also covers your insulin receptor exercise helps improve insulin sensitivity so if you are sedentary then you want to really be stringent and disciplined on your fat intake, you otherwise. Anyway. Yeah, let's just say you're in hospital, you had a, two broken legs, then you, you, you don't need any any fats because it's gonna give you issues. 
Anyway, that's the deal. Thanks for watching.